You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking all about the massive shift that is taking place right now. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am recording this episode on Thursday, March 19th, 2020, and I'm out here in Sedona, Arizona. If you've been following me on my stories, I came out here last Sunday. We recorded an episode the day before, last Saturday. I do apologize for the crappy audio. That episode was all about transmuting fear. You know, we're really just taking this all day by day right now. There has been such an incredible shift of energy in just the past few days. I mean, have you felt it? Like that last episode, so that was recorded Saturday. And um, again, I'm sorry about the audio quality. Content's still there. You can still hear it. But at that point, Saturday, we were addressing really the state of fear that people were in. Like I shared that I woke up in panic. I woke up feeling all that, like it woke me up. And what I had to do to transmute that, to let that go, to release that. And a lot of people were freaking out. You know, it was also a lot of decisions were being made, right? Like sporting events canceled, this canceled, canceled, canceled. We ourselves canceled four events, right? People put a lot of additional meaning and significance on that. Whoa, this is serious. Not saying that it's not, but whoa, right? People add all this meaning on. So there was a lot of this frenetic energy happening. And that was Saturday when we released that episode. Now, we also, of course, in that episode said it's going to get, quote unquote, worse before it gets better. What is it in that sentence? And what does worse mean? Well, what I was referring to is that you're going to see Papa government come in and, you know, boom, like this is happening, this is happening, right? And then that, that has a potential of sending people into more panic. And so, sure enough, Monday... There were some things that happened in California advising people to stay home. And I think by yesterday or Wednesday, maybe we had in Orange County, um, pretty much like an advised uh, down or whatever, you know, people just to stay indoors and only to go. Right. So you're aware of it, you know, depending on where you are and there's cities and locations, especially more like dense cities where it's like, you know, even more strict. Right. So we kind of had a sense that that's that was coming. And it has. However, uh, what we are seeing, I think we can, everyone here listening can agree to, which I was like, I'm so happy by and was so unexpected, is the shift. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into some deep stuff. We're going to get into some important stuff today. But this massive shift that has just taken place in the last couple of days, people are coming together in such an unprecedented way, right? To me, it's moving. It's so moving because I think if you look at all the the like, you know, you just pull back and you look at things that have happened even just in US history, the the last 
four to six years, things that have happened politically, things that have just angered and upset people. I've felt more division than ever before. I mean, what, whatever political view takes you take, there's more separation and anger and resentment. I mean, yikes, right? Race and sex. You know, I've just felt so much division and I'm just feeling and seeing. And then that sentiment is just being like echoed back all around social media about people coming together, people supporting people. And I think that's amazing because last week what we were talking about is the fear and the panic and the like buying up all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer is, you know, really indicator of like where people are collectively as a consciousness of not looking out for anybody else but themselves. Right. And having complete disregard. And ironically, it's that complete disregard for anyone else and just purely your survival, that reptilian brain, lower vibration, lower consciousness survival that actually causes the not survival of others. Ironically, right. If everyone grabbed toilet paper, then someone else doesn't have toilet paper. Right. You know, to see that kind of come around the last few days has just been amazing. And I know you've noticed it because I've been posting a little bit about it and, you know, people are just echoing it back that that's what they've seen. So this is like so good. I've also seen, and I'm so happy by this, people like you that are just being ripped through your fear and into like the biggest, most inspired action. People I've seen that have been hesitating on things, that things that were kind of like, and hesitation is a euphemism, right? Where the fear of what will they think? What will they say? And I don't know if it's ready and it isn't perfect. The amount of people I've seen that have just said, F it, I'm putting this out here and nothing can get in my way. Nothing can stop me has been amazing. Shout out to my videographer, Ryan Say over at Ryan Say Creates on Instagram, who because of this whole world of circumstances, just launched and released a podcast that uh, he and his buddy are doing. It's called the Over and Out Show, which is amazing. One of our head coaches, Jen Conger, pulled together all of these amazing experts and like in a matter of like a day or two and launched a live virtual summit called Unbreakable's Rise. My good friend and uh, Inner Circle Mastermind member, Dr. Shannon Irvin, pulled together a ton of extraordinary thought leaders as well and is also running a summit. We'll, we'll put their uh, Instagram handles in the show notes for you guys to check them out. And I know, you know, they're not alone, right? If anything, we're seeing like such an abundance of people just showing up for their audiences and hopefully you as well. And that is so important right now and so incredible. And again, now notice if you felt like you waited a day or two and now you're going, oh, everyone else is giving away free stuff. Who am I to be doing that? You're going back into your old stuff and that's not the time to do this. This is absolutely not the time to do that. It's not about who else is doing it or what else everyone else is doing. It is about the frequency behind it. It's about the intention behind it, which is, I mean, just think about that collectively. If everyone is standing up, rising and saying, here's how I can help. Here's what I can offer. Here's the value I can provide without getting into the ego, lack, fear, limitation, BS stuff. I was like, but but someone else is already doing it. But there's already uh, 10 other people doing it. But there's already so much other stuff. But people are going to be overwhelmed. That's just ego stuff, keeping you safe, keeping you back in the old paradigm. 
But if, if you can just imagine what that does with everyone's intention of right now, instead of going from a place of like total lowest vibration survival mode to elevating themselves to how can I serve and how can I help? Think about just the ripple effect of that. Consider just for a moment that even if you put something out there to help your audience, that even if they have a million other options, a million other things that they could go be doing right now, a million other free summits, free videos, free live this and et cetera, et cetera, what just that intention and that energy does. Because that's where abundance is. And we're going to talk a little bit about abundance in a moment. So, now is the time to do that. So as I was driving in to Sedona, I flew in from uh, Jet Suite X, JSX, uh, fantastic company, by the way. It was a one-way ticket, was like under $200. It's a semi-private plane. You skip through the airport, hullabaloo, and it's kind of like walking into like a corporate office building. You got the secretary at the front desk and they, they check you in. You sit there, I'm in room by myself. There was three other people in like another room. And then four people board this plane, you know, semi-private, smaller plane, and we're we're in Phoenix in 45 minutes. So that was, by the way, like an amazing thing when everyone's like afraid to, you know, be at airports and fly. Like that was obviously very awesome. And it was so inexpensive, under $200 for a one-way ticket to get to Phoenix. Then, of course, I had my rental car. So I grab a rental car right at the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call their their little hangar where you get off the plane, right? And I'm right into a car and I'm driving to Sedona. It's about a 90 minute, two hour drive. So I wanted to keep my mind busy. (laughs) I wanted to keep my mind busy on the right things. And so I put on the audio book on tape for Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. Now it was uh, Catherine Zenkina. So I read this book. Okay, let me let me go back. There's a little side stories here. So I had started reading this book years ago. It's a very fascinating book because Hill wrote it in the 30s. I think he wrote it after, um, you know, what was that book that everyone's talked about? Oh yeah, Think and Grow Rich. (laughs) But he never published it. And I think his publishers or his wife or something, there's a whole story of like, she like wouldn't let him publish it. It's like total fear and like, what do people think? Because it's it's a little out there. And then they finally, you know, after his death, decided to release the, the book, the family or the foundation or whatever, released the book. So I think it came out about 10 years ago. I think it came out right after the 2008 crash. I remember reading it back then and the first like three chapters are a whole like backstory and I'll be honest, I got bored so I stopped reading it. So I'd like said, oh yeah, I've read that book but I wasn't really that interested and didn't think it was that great. And I remember Catherine about a year ago was like, have you read the book Outwitting the Devil? And I was like, yeah, you know, she's, it was okay. I didn't really finish it. And she's like, you got to get to the actual interview. So Outwitting with the Devil, it's an interview with the devil. And I was like, oh no, I don't think I got to that. So I just decided rereading it. And now I've reread it twice and and I'm listening to the audio. And so I decided to listen to the audio. And she's like, you gotta not just read it, you gotta listen to on audio. And of course on audio, there's this deep voice that plays the devil, which I am just not doing a good enough job of. So why am I telling you all this? Well, first of all, I'm gonna highly recommend you pick up the Audible book and you listen to it. You just start listening to it today. And you might want to skip that first section. I was bored by it. It didn't provide the value to me. It might provide value to you. But as soon as he starts, Hill starts interviewing the devil, that's when it gets juicy. And like I'm saying, so juicy. So I'm driving into Sedona and the devil 
in this interview is talking about this thing called hypnotic rhythm. And hypnotic rhythm is what we could also call law of attraction. We could call it just the whole idea of everything is energy and like attracts like. And there is a hypnotic rhythm or frequency to us and to everything else in nature, everything in the world, all that is. And then introduce this concept called drifting and basically describes drifting as like 98 out of 100 men or women. You know, back then they always just said men to refer to, but human beings, 98% of them are drifting. And drifting means that hypnotic rhythm has really taken over their lives and drive so much of their life. And then you can go into the, the brain-based science and neuroscience where they, and even just like hypnotherapy, where they talk about how much 90 to 95% of our thinking of our habits are on complete autopilot, unconsciously going throughout our day. That's what I believe Hill is talking about with drifting, that we're just kind of, we get into this rut of autopilot and just kind of most people, and I remember you know, times in my life where I'm like, yeah, that was me, where you're just kind of going through a fog and not even recognizing that you're in a fog, right? So beautiful distinctions, hypnotic rhythm, and hypnotic rhythm is neither good nor bad. It is what is. It's kind of like one of the rules of the game. It's law of attraction, just like law of gravity. Gravity isn't good or bad, but if you jumped off a, a building right now, Things might not go well for you if, you if you took that action, cause and effect. You wouldn't blame gravity necessarily, right? You wouldn't say gravity is what, you know, hurt you or killed you, depending on how far you jumped off of that, how tall that building was, because it is what is. And then we can use gravity to our advantage, right? I mean, think of all the things that allow gravity to be to our advantage, right? So it's neutral. Okay, it's just kind of like one of the rules of the game. So think of it the same way as hypnotic rhythm or law of attraction. But then there's this idea of drifting. When something goes undistinguished, you know, you don't drift most likely because you know you're drifting. You don't, most people that are drifting don't know that something like hypnotic rhythm or law of attraction even exists. So they don't have the awareness or the distinction of it. So if you don't have the awareness or the distinction about it, how can you do anything about it? It's like it's invisible to you, right? And why am I sharing all this? Because I'm, I'm listening to this and it's just, just hitting me on such a deeper level. And as we felt this shift over the last few days, especially since I've been here in Sedona, it's as if everything that's been happening with the coronavirus has broken that spell. It's like it's woken people up and realizing that they've been drifting. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like, yes, maybe there was like fear and panic and that might still be there for you right now and that's okay? Are you noticing that it's starting to kind of wake you up out of a little bit of a daze or an autopilot state, a kind of like this is business as usual routine that you're kind of starting to question maybe because you've been forced to stop doing some of the things that you normally do on autopilot. And my friends, this is such a good thing. This is such a gift. This is, this is beautiful. I think so much people are forced because of what's going on 
to get serious, like to get reflective about their life and get serious about their priorities, about what's important. And ultimately, what is happening right now is a shedding of the old paradigm. It's like we are letting go right now of some stuff that is not going to serve us where we are moving, where we are all going. And it's change, okay? Change is the, and it even actually, he says it, the devil says it in the book, which I'm just like smiling. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so relevant. Change is the only constant. You've heard that before, but he actually says it in the book. Change is the only constant and there's a lot of change. Okay, so you can't avoid this change. This change is here and it's coming and it's happening. Can't avoid it. And where struggle will come in and where things would, would get really hard for you is if you, if you choose to fight that change and hold on to that old because people don't like change. Why? Because they want that certainty. And so what a lot of people have been feeling is I feel a lot of uncertainty. I would like you to consider that even if you feel uncertainty right now, to not judge or label uncertainty as bad, as wrong, as something unwanted. It's just uncertainty. We actually, in a lot of areas, really enjoy uncertainty. How many times have you watched a movie and you've complained because you're like, it was just so, you're like, how was that? Eh, it was all right. Really, it was so good, like the effects and the fighting and the the acting. Yeah, but it was just, it was like so predictable, <laughs> right? So you want uncertainty when it's convenient for you. Like you don't want to eat the same meal every day, three times a day, right? Or six times or two times, depending on what type of diet you're on. You want uncertainty there, okay? So uncertainty isn't bad or good. So notice too how we're dealing with a, a time of uncertainty because the truth is change is happening. And what I'm going to talk about here today is that change. And where I'm standing is that this change is, is going to be so good for you. Okay. It's going to be really tough for you. If you resist it, it's going to get really tough times for you. If you want to hold on to the old, it's like trying to fight the inevitable. It's literally, even though it's a metaphor, it's literally paddling upstream. It's not literal because that's a metaphor, but that's what it's going to feel like is going with the flow. Like it's just, you just imagine you're trying to paddle upstream and paddle. It's going to be so much work and you realize you're going to be going in the opposite direction and you're not going to make very much progress and you're going to get so tired that eventually, inevitably, you will have to let go and surrender and go with the flow and go where things are going. And so if that's what's inevitably going to have to happen for you, the struggle is only there in your resistance to it. And so you don't have to let go and you don't have to be on like the roller coaster and like throw your hands up now, but I'm going to invite you to. That's what I'm doing. And surrender to that. That's to me what surrender is. It's just is is going down the steep hill at the roller coaster and just throwing your hands up and going woohoo. Because we're living, you know, and let's live. So notice first through this change or rather what's going on in the world, how it's forcing a lot of change, like how most people, and again, I'm speaking to a very unique group of individuals. Most of you here either have what you would like to, I don't know, you'd like to use the word side hustle, but, or your business is completely online or you're working with clients remotely, it's digital online courses, et cetera, right? Notice for most people, the old way, you know, like, your parents' and grandparents' way of working and money is quickly 
like forced to stop. And that's unfortunate, okay? It's unfortunate. It is what it is. But just notice that, right? Even notice if you feel like no matter what your situation is, you know, that you're forced to be working less or not working. Notice what's coming up for you and for others around money, right? Notice how much of these things that become a part of people's daily lives and routine has been immediately taken away from them. Notice how people are, and I put this in air quotes, of course, for you forced <laughs> to, to be at home, to be with their families, to be present, to do other things, to be out in nature. I mean, we're not forced to be out in nature, but I'm out in you know nature right now, and it's so easy to just be on a hike in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, damn, if this is social distancing, I'll take it, right? How many more connections and conversations have you had with the people you love and with the people that are important to you in your life over the last few days? Have you even just noticed yourself rekindling or reconnecting or checking in with people that you normally wouldn't? Isn't that beautiful? And what's also exciting and what we're going to move this towards as well is for so many of these fingers are pointing at online business. They're pointing at the future of what technology like the internet will provide for us from even more opportunity. This is funny too, because we have an ad running or just like a promoted post, some some of our content. And every once in a while, you get a, you get a hater, you know, I love it. I love them, right? And someone just posted, get a real job, get a real job. And I'm, I find that so funny right now. <laughs> I just find that so, so funny on so many levels. It's like, that's probably the worst fucking advice to give somebody right now is to get a real job because a real job is part of this old paradigm. And we're seeing that. So how's a real job working out for you? It's so funny to me on so many levels because yes, for years I've, I've had, I said I was there myself, not anymore, but peers and friends and clients that have built digital businesses that have talked about their beliefs and concerns about this not feeling like a real business or a real job. Is that something too that you have felt? Have you said that to yourself? It's like, well, it's not, it doesn't feel like a real job or a real business because it's digital, because it's online. But this is where things are going and this is where there'll be more of it. The thing is, is you were just somebody that was ahead of the curve on that leading edge, seeing things before the rest of people could see it. So of course it didn't feel real because it was a part of something new, not a part of something that is old and outdated. So this is a very important time. This is a very important time for our own growth, our own evolution collectively and individually. And I hope you're paying attention right now. It's forcing people to work through that old paradigm of a split mental and emotional body where everything going on in our world this is kind of, you know, this is the old way we think is real. The reality that we see through our five senses, we think is real. This is the old way. And therefore we react to it. It determines how we feel. It determines what we believe. It's not only backwards, but it's the old outdated way. And as a result, when we see the external world out there, it determines how we think. So that's why we worry, right? We worry about what's to come. We feel guilt about what's happened. We blame others. 
for everything in our lives? Or we complain about other things for why our life is the way it is. But you know, preaching to the choir here, that's just your ego. And this way is backwards. What is unfolding and what this makes available to us is I see people being forced in, a, in the best way. I mean, I, I use the word force, but it's a circumstance or environment has been created that is allowing people or causing people to start moving more into this new paradigm where the only way we can thrive, I'll say that again, where the only way that we can thrive is living from the inside out. Realizing this is about finally realizing that your so-called reality out there is simply a projection of what you've already been thinking inside. Your brain does not align your life out there to fit the thinking and beliefs that's going on inside. That's backwards. It aligns your life to fit your pre-existing beliefs and thoughts. Your thoughts create your reality and your reality is a projection of your internal thinking. People are waking up to this. People are seeing this. People are choosing love and peace and opportunity and everything positive despite what's going on in the world around them. And this is exactly what is needed. And this is exactly what I'm talking about with this shift. And this is so exciting. So even just for you personally, this is an opportunity for massive, massive growth for you, massive evolution of your soul. And most of my listeners here have an audience and that as you grow trickles down to them. So one of the first things we want to look at is what has come up for you during this process? What have you been triggered by? And by triggered, I mean like what has been an upset? What has been something that's gotten you into a disempowering emotional state? What is something that has hooked you? What is something that has frustrated you, angered you, scared you, right? And you want to lean into these things. We want to turn inward and investigate what's actually causing this. Like, as all your stuff about money come up, are you just frustrated and angry about the things that were normally like very convenient things like going to the gym or eating a certain way or having certain habits now being taken away? How is that causing you to react? Whatever it is, it's a feeling that you have based on something that's going on outside of you. That's living from the outside in. But remember, we live in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world. Change the way you feel means changing your thinking. So if you want to leverage this opportunity that is available to you right now to grow, it's time to pay attention, get present, and look. Ask yourself some of these deeper questions. Notice what's triggering you. And where has your attention been? What is it that you've been thinking? What is the belief that you've been or perspective that you've been operating from that would cause you to feel this way? Because right now you're in a situation where there's actually very little you can do to change the external. You know, if, if your government comes in and says you can't leave your house 
Or if your supermarket say, sorry, there's no toilet paper on the shelves. Or a business says, sorry, we're closed for the next two weeks. There's very little you can do to change that. But you still have the power and the free will and the choice to choose how you feel about that. And how you feel about that is going to be based on the perspectives that you hold, the thoughts that you think, the beliefs that you're operating from. And you've heard me say, and I'm sure you've heard others say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so when we're complaining here, getting into anger there, getting into fear there, aren't you also doing that in your business? Aren't you also doing that in every other area of your life? Where is it holding you back there? Look, we know that this will pass when no one knows the future is anything but certain, but it will pass. And when it does pass, will you go back into your old ways or will you be the new you stepping into a new you, an evolved you that has shed so much of what no longer serves you? That's how I'm choosing to use this time. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what I'm doing right now as well. But let's ask yourself some really good, tough, deep questions. Look at what's triggering you. That's the place to start. I think Tony Robbins said it, right? Turn frustration into fascination. Well, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to look at any negative emotions that are coming up for you. As, um, it's not about making them wrong, okay? It's not saying you shouldn't have them. That doesn't do anything. It's fascination is the beautiful word there. It's curiosity. Why am I getting so angry about this? Why do I still feel this? Right now, if you're stuck in a lot of fear right now, that's okay. Go back and listen to my other episode a few episodes back about transmuting fear because we can process a lot of that and then you're going to be in a much better state to do this. So it's really hard to do this when you're in that disempowered state. So it takes practice. It takes work. But getting curious, getting fascinated, and asking, what, where has my, been, my attention been? What have the beliefs that I've been holding? What is the story I'm telling myself that's causing this emotional pain? And realizing that that story, that belief, that thought is choice. And you can choose a new one. Always. So what has been triggering you? What has been coming up during this time? Use it as your opportunity, your gateway to massive, massive self-healing. Because what's coming, your people are going to need you. So it's time to look inside so you can shed what no longer serves you. Those old beliefs, those old patterns, and those old stories. Otherwise, not doing this, this time of change is going to be a pain in the bootay for you. Just going to say that because you're resisting that change. You're going to hold on to something. You're going to be paddling up that stream. The stream's going in the direction it's going. There's no fighting it. In fact, that's where so much struggle is. That resistance is fighting the external, fighting what you can't, you can't fight. There's little you can do to change what is happening right now. Right? You can't undo what has happened. But when we're in our emotions, disempowering or negative emotions, you're not going to be as effective as you can. You're not going to be in your power to deal with what is, to create solutions for, opportunities for, to continue to shift the, the energy and the emotional state of the people who you affect. Again, most of my listeners who I speak to, I assume you have an audience. And as an audience, you have a real responsibility 
right? What the Spider-Man was told by his uncle, oh, Uncle Owen? No, that's that's uh, Luke Skywalker. I forget what his uncle's name, but but with great power comes great responsibility. And to really know and honor that. And that's why you've done so much of the personal growth that you've done. And it's a lot, isn't it? Because not everyone gets the privilege because they don't understand the power or, the, or take the responsibility, the privilege of having an audience, having that community, having that following. And some that do completely abuse it understand that this is a great power this is a great responsibility and it starts with you i've said this many times before as well is that people follow you and they learn from you and you'll have the biggest impact on them by your way of being how you show up for them so how will you show up for them now and if you're not doing this work on yourself then are you just doing a huge massive disservice to the people that look up to you the people that need you right now And that's your choice. So the other thing too, what is so exciting is seeing so many people pull the trigger on things like I mentioned before, right? So what have you been hesitating on? Or maybe you're already at this point, you already like, oh, James, I just like did this whole amazing thing. I just finally started writing my book. I finally launched that podcast. I finally did this, right? What have you been hesitating on? If you've been hesitating on something, notice that, look at that. What have you been procrastinating on? Look, a lot of people, they mask fear with tons of logic. Well, you know, the timing just hasn't been right or there's already too many people doing this or it's not perfect or it's not good enough or it's not ready or it's not this. Or blah, 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 blah. Look, I don't know when the next pandemic is coming. So now is the time. Please don't wait for the next one for you to finally do the work that you're here to do. Okay. I just freaking love that. And for me, it's actually been a very different energy for other than for most people. I see a lot of people pulling that trigger and putting themselves out there and doing that thing that scared them. For me, what I've been hesitating on is actually resting. For those of you guys listening to the podcast, we had a very busy, very, I mean, it's very boom. I mean, we, we almost hit 10 million last year and we could have, we actually just said no to some things. So we took the company from three to 10 million last year. That's unbelievable, right? But it was also a lot physically, energetically, I mean, 20 events. It was a lot. And so this year I had set the intention to work a lot less, starting with 125 full days off. People were asking me, how's it going with taking your days off? And I'm like, I suck at this, man, this is, this has gotten bad. <laughs> you know, I used to be someone like when we built my YouTube video business, I was working a couple of days a week for a couple hours at a time. And today with all the events and in-person stuff that we do, it just took a lot, you know, it's a, it's a different business model. And so I was struggling a bit with it. Struggling in the sense that like, I wasn't on pace. <laughs> I wasn't on pace for 125 days, that's for sure. And this just allowed me to take some days off. To allowed me to because a lot of things got taken off the calendar as a result of this. You know, like I said, we canceled four events. So it just opened up a lot more space where I'm like, if I don't do this now, then I'm never going to. And I've just been doing nothing. Well, that's not true. I've been doing things that just purely bring my soul joy, like going on long hikes, riding mountain bikes out in the middle of nowhere in Sedona and just having fun working on our house that we're setting up for Airbnb and just relaxing, like meditating for however long I feel like, you know, without feeling, oh, got to get to work or something. 
that's what I've been hesitating on. And that's what I've been doing. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is so what I needed, right? Now that might not be what you need. I don't know what it is, but what you need is to notice what you have been procrastinating on, what you have been hesitating on. And now's the time to do it. So I look at all of this, I look what's happening, and this is all really good. It's all for our good. It really is. And I, and I hope you've, you've noticed that, you've seen that. And it, and it can still be hard to hear that. I get that because there's still a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. Okay. People that you know that have gotten sick, maybe, maybe you've gotten sick, you know, maybe it's really affected your work or your job. I totally get that. And of course, man, my heart goes out to all the parents out there with all the schools being shut down and you're trying to work on your business and, and the kids are at home now. Put them to work, right? <laughs> so teach them how to build a landing page. <laughs> but I get it. The impact still is far and wide. I don't want you to think I'm just I'm just a Pollyanna. I'm very Pollyanna because I, you know, I know I create my own reality and it starts from the inside first. But I can still honor and accept what is in the present. Even for me, I don't talk about it much on the podcast, but my dad is actually really sick. He's had some some health complications. It's not it's not related to flu or coronavirus. And he needed to go to the hospital this past week. And it was a disaster. I mean, they're like not seeing people and they're like, it was hours and hours. And I was out of town. So it's my mom all dealing with it. Hours and hours just to try and get him in to get this like, you know, quick surgery that he had to do. So it's, you know, it's still real and it's happening and it's serious. And when I show my optimism and, and whatnot, it's not to negate what is happening. And that's very important. What I do is I pull back and I take a bigger picture snapshot of what is happening and what's going on. You know, it's very easy for someone to sit there and be like, this is, it's the end of times. Well, it is the end of times. It's the end of an old time, but something new is happening and it will serve you. It will serve humanity. It's change. Change is not good or bad. It's just change. And yes, some, some really crappy things happen during these massive trans, uh, transitions and it sucks. But you as the thought leader, you as the leader, you as the entrepreneur must find a way to get your attention on the good, on the new opportunities, the unfolding, the unveiling, the, the opening that is available. And I see people doing it right now and it's freaking awesome. So you either get to be a part of that crew or not. And that's your choice. That's your choice. I feel like I'm just sitting here resting, like just cheering everybody on. <laughs> like, yes, finally. So there's been some like interesting phases that I feel like, cause this is like day by day, isn't it? It's like, I don't know. Everything just is like different day by day. It just everything is down to the day. There's been these phases. There's this first phase where the news started coming in and it was like, well, it's not here. It's not relevant. And then it started to be here. And the, the sentiment was like, it's not a big deal. Don't buy into the fear. And then it moved into this like, no, this is serious. And I'm angry that you are not taking it serious. And then it went into like some definite more panic. And where we are right now, which is what I'm talking about on this episode, we have to be able to just step back from it and recognize that and look at that, is that it has actually pulled people together. We can get through this together. The amount of people that are saying, they're moving from how do I survive to how can I serve? 
is unparalleled and unprecedented, and that is what is needed. Get out of your stuff of saying everyone else is doing it, or I don't want to make more noise, or and just answer the question from your higher self, how can I serve? People are stepping the F up, and that is effing amazing. So what's the next phase? If that's where we're at right now, kind of the recording of this podcast on a Thursday morning, and you're not going to get it until Monday, what's the next phase? Well, I don't know because the future is anything but certain. So even when we feel uncertainty, there's never certainty. Isn't that funny? We just create this illusion that there is. But the future is anything but certain. And then we die. I mean, these are just facts of life that we all signed up for. So we got to start dealing with it. Okay. So my prediction, I just keep getting this. I, I get intuitional down. I hate that word down. I'm getting a download, but I get, I get intuitional type uh, messages in the form of metaphorical images. I get an image when I'm working with clients, I'll get like an image and it's totally metaphorical, which means it's like very unrelated, but metaphorically applies. So I keep getting an image of a rubber band. <laughs> That's all I see is snapping back. Things are going to snap back. Like things are being stretched all the way as tight as they can. And it's going to go as tight as it can in this direction that we're in right now of like, oh, you know, things are getting tough and can't leave your home and, and uh, this is happening. And now this is closed and now that's happening. And then it's going to get released and things are going to snap back more powerfully and more abundantly than ever before. Now, again, I'm telling you my prediction. I'm telling you what has been resonating with me and where, where my mind is. And that's where I'm operating at already, by the way. I believe so much of my success is because I'm already operating at the, the future that, I'm, that I've created in my mind. There's a little clue for you. But it's, it's you know, things are going get, to get better, but not for everyone because things are changing, okay? So old ways of doing things, old ways of working, old, the old structures and paradigms are going to fall away more and more. We've seen this over the last 15, 20 years. Just take a moment and step back and look at the bigger picture for a moment and notice how much change there already has. This is just kind of like a, you know, acceleration of that, right? We just keep experiencing more of that. And it's like the people that are here to change the world and make a difference have to be the ones that are that know how to deal with change, that know how to deal with uncertainty, that know how to move through emotions and fears, that know how to live life from the inside out. And so it's now or never, folks. So here's like some news and some kind of updates, right? So apparently as of the last few days of me recording, like two or three days prior to this, there's been starting to get reports and news from China that everything has been contained. So they're on the decline of cases now. Okay, so could that mean we're a month away from that? Could that mean we're a week away from that because we move faster, we're smarter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe we're just smarter in the sense that we're like, we now know about it because of what happened there. We're more, we're more in the know of things. I don't know. Okay, but that's a really good thing to hear, right? But there's other signs of things, okay? There's people saying, you know, there was this report that was leaked, apparently, the, the New York Times posted out about the government's uh, it's a 100-page report what was it, um, their response plan to this. No, they're, they're, they're predicting and planning for the worst and saying that this, there could be 18 months of this, you know, relapses and stuff like that. And everyone's going to need their vaccines and all that stuff. So let's not go to that yet. 
let's not put our attention on the worst case scenarios or anything. Now, what we also have, which would be in the like the negative side of things, is there's a bunch of authorities that have come out and they're already declaring that we're in a recession right now. And analysts are saying that the, the GDP could decrease by as much as, I guess, 13% in a quarter or two of 2020. Now, to put that in perspective, back in 2008, our GDP dropped 6.3% during the final three months of 2008, right? So it's like massively more now than in the Great Recession of 2008. So those numbers tell a story. They tell one story, but it's not the only story, right? That story is like we're in a recession and it's it's worse than, than 2008. And people have been saying, we knew this has been coming for some time and this is it, right? However, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying we might, we absolutely might be in a recession. I think we have to wait until some dust settles and, you know, it is, it's day by day right now, isn't it? However, the state of the economy is not what gives you permission to be successful. Abundance doesn't just go away in times like this. Abundance just doesn't disappear in a recession. God, the universe, your creator doesn't also be up there in the clouds and get all nervous and say, okay, I'm going to stop giving people as much access to source as I have been. I'm going to kind of pull back up here, right? These times just move people's attention away from abundance. But you already know abundance is what is always present. God, source, universe is infinite in what it offers, in what it gives, in what it allows. But when people are in a state of fear and panic, they've pinched off that source. So isn't just the economy really a state of mind? It's an energy. It's the energy of the collective consciousness. It's where people are at in a mental, emotional state. And we could go into countless stories and examples of the opportunities that were made, the money that was made, the businesses that got created, the people whose lives were changed and became super successful in the deepest and darkest of economic times. And these were all before things like law of attraction and the universe manifesting and all this woo-woo stuff became into the more popular awareness. I mean, you know, if Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, came out in the 30s after the Great Depression, think about where we are now and what you know, what you and I know, and what that can do to allow you to operate independently from whatever people say how the economy is going. So it all comes down to us, comes down to you. A bad economy really just means to me, from my perspective, you can put on your analytical glasses and say, oh, I disagree, that's fine, I don't care. A bad economy simply means people energetically are constricted and pinched off. They're in fear and they're damming up their river. Money is a river. We gotta let it flow. And a good economy means what? That people are in alignment. They are connected. They are hopeful, positive, optimistic, flowing. They are connected to their birthright of abundance. And you can be aligned and connected to source or not 
independent from whatever is happening in the economy, right? Yes, that's why you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> okay? So, in the meantime, that's my prediction, right? That's, that's my thoughts. That's what's, what I believe. All good stuff. All really good stuff. How long is this going to last? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm moving towards 30 days from now. This will be something we're looking back on, not still in. And that's going to be awesome. I'm also going to say, because they released in the report about everyone taking this vaccine. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for the moment because I do have my thoughts that it's very easy to someone say, conspiracy theorist. I don't really care what you think. I personally, and I can just speak for myself, if our government is offering some sort of vaccine, I'm not going to be putting that stuff in my body. I, you know, completely understand people are going to have different perspectives on that, but there's a huge part of me that just does not trust that. So I have to be willing to share that. And I think a large portion of my audience will sympathize where I'm coming from on that. And I won't spend any more time on that. So let's talk about in the meantime, let's talk about right now. I think that's what's important. First of all, do that inner work, do that deep inner work. When it gets tough, when it gets uncomfortable, don't bury it, don't ignore it, work through it. Now you, I mean, you have more time than ever right now, right? To do that. So do it. Next, if there's that thing that's been, you've been hesitating on delaying, take that most bold and inspired action that you can launch that podcast, release that summit, create that content, write that book, sell that course, do it now. Also, massive opportunities are opening themselves up. Look for those opportunities. There's that, anyone who's in the investing world knows that infamous Warren Buffett quote that says, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy only when others are fearful. I'm gonna create my version of it just to kind of soften a bit. It's pause and recognize. Just notice when everyone else is being greedy and get hungry and take inspired action when everyone else is in their fears. I told my little sister today that she should be buying some Disney stock. She loves Disney. You know, I, I feel like you should invest in the companies that you love yourself. And Disney's down like 150 down to 80, I think it was like 85, 87 this morning. So their stock went down from 150 to about 87. So it's on sale right now. A lot of people are telling her, no, 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 don't buy because the market's crashing and, and it's like the worst time to get in and it's so volatile. And, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, you know, certified, nothing, I, no, I don't take any advice here that I have. However, I'm going to share what I shared with her. I said, now is the time to buy because it's on sale. You know, when everyone is saying don't buy, that's when prices are at their lowest. It's when people say now is a good time to get in that the prices have already gone up, right? So I'm looking at this time as, you know, I'm just kind of watching the market and I've been investing. I've been putting between two to $5,000 a day into the market. It's been volatile. It keeps going down every day, basically. And the way I choose to see this uh, is, is, there's a lot of panic selling. Again, don't take any of my financial advice here. I'm not a financial person. Don't sue me. There's a lot of panic selling. Talking to my good buddy, Mel Abraham, about this. Make sure to connect with him as well because he's been sharing a lot well on his, on his platform. There's a lot of those like stop loss triggers that are being set 
that people had in place. Like, you know, if the stock drops below this price, automatically sell. There's been people that want to hoard cash right now. So there's been a lot of people leaving the market. And what I believe is what I'm seeing, again, I don't know what I'm talking about here, is that there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of great companies where their stock's on sale. If you've been waiting for a time to get in, that's what I'm thinking. Wow, what an opportunity. I see things as being massively undervalued right now, but there's a time, a lot of time of uncertainty. So people aren't going to get in, which means probably, it's probably going to continue to get a little lower. So I'm very excited because I think things were really high. I think prices were overpriced. You know, I see a window of opportunity. It might be an opportunity for you to get a little bit more curious, do a little bit more of your own research, a little bit more digging. Notice even stocks that you already have that you purchased a while back, how much cheaper they are. They're on sale. That's that's the perspective I love to choose. So I got some Disney. I also got some Tesla. I bought Tesla back in December when it was like 350 and it rose to five 550 in like a matter of two weeks. And I got a little nervous, so I pulled out a bunch. I was like, this is too good to be true, but they'd opened a new plant in China. I think that was what caused the big boost. And they went as high as like eight or 900. Well, they're down in the 300 range. I think 360 is at its lowest. So I bought more Tesla because I bought it at the same price I started at, right? Basically, Salesforce has been a, a company that I've been investing in and Square. You know, few others, but those are good good ones that I'm I'm looking at and excited about. So to me, I'm looking at this now as a time for me to put some in. Obviously, that comes with a huge disclaimer to anybody listening that I'm not offering financial advice. And I feel like everyone's always afraid to give financial advice, so I'm just putting that out there. That you know, I'm not some financial advice giver person. I think it's important to have your safety fund, your reserve account, your emergency you know, cash account and you're not touching that. This is like, if you were to go gamble, like my mom taught me this because she loved gambling in Vegas when I was younger, she would go to Vegas and she'd gamble with her play money and she was okay losing it. And there should be a certain amount of money that that's, we're that attached from it. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm optimistic. So I'm doing that. Okay. What else? Well, I'm, I'm working on my, uh, my two Airbnb properties right now that we're getting set up. You know, there's ton, I'm in these Airbnb Facebook groups. People are freaking out, but it too will pass. Right. And I'm, I'm ready for when it does pass. Um, I've already talked to people that are doing Airbnbs in Sedona and yeah, they had a lot of cancellations, but a, a lot more coming back in because people that couldn't travel still want to do their spring break or have some sort of vacation or getaway and they're still coming to Sedona. So they're getting rebookings. It's already, rubber band's already coming back. And then we're working on some stuff in our company. My team quarantined in their homes. They, they, we've got our heads down and we're working on some stuff that we're really excited about. And we're already working for the moments and the opportunities when this is behind us. Okay. So the last thing is keep the energy flowing, keep the money flowing, support local businesses right now. Remember money is a river, money is energy, and you want more to come in, but you want to hold on tightly and cut off the flow. How's that working for you? And you can only imagine if everyone did that collectively. So we want to continue to support and give and let out. I was on my stories. I talked about this, but I wanted to go mountain biking. I went to the local Sedona mountain bike shop. It was it's such a bummer. They had over twenty thousand dollars in cancellations of rentals in like a week, right? And there's just phone nonstop calling to cancel reservations. You know, I bought a bike. 
<laughs> did my part. You know, it was like a $1,700 bike. I did my part, right? In supporting that. I'm not, I'm not going to also <gasps> constrict and tighten up and, and cut off that flow. Are you? Uh, we've also been, Chelsea and I have been buying a ton of stuff for our Airbnbs. I've got a guy from Handy here now. I've actually hired two of them to work on stuff in the house. Um, you know, keeping that money flowing. Plus for myself, right? My own personal education, because I buy programs and courses all the time. I just bought a $2,500 program last night, yesterday. So keep that flowing. It doesn't mean be stupid and being reckless. Okay. It, always be smart with your money. Always be smart with where your energy goes, but don't be making decisions from, from fear, lack, or scarcity right now. Now is the time more than ever to operate from faith and abundance. Okay. So this has been great to share. This has been a great episode for me. Thank you for making it to the end. And we're just going to kind of keep you updated here. We're taking things day by day, minute by minute, really. It's what it feels like. And this might, you know, based on what happens, might inspire more content around this. I was very inspired to create this episode based on what I'm seeing and experiencing myself. And there might be more of those. I might just kind of start going back to, you know, our normal broadcasting of podcasts. We'll see. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being open to receiving this. And I hope you continue to spread and share this message in the way that works for you, the way that's aligned for you, the way that's aligned with your audience. So thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.